Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Evil dies tonight! Evil dies tonight! Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Trick or treat, mother... Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. The air is cooler, the leaves are falling, it is finally October. And like I did in June, dedicating that month to the cinematic treasure known as the Jurassic Park franchise, I'm coming at you with the first annual Slashtober. And for this first iteration, what other slasher can we dedicate a whole month to than the boogeyman, the face of Halloween, and the OG slasher himself, Michael Myers. Welcome to the month he came home. Today's episode is going to be a little different than usual because of like scheduling and just pure October craziness. I am recording this episode the night before uh it releases so yeah this is very very quick turnaround which is nice for saying i'm not editing this this is gonna be raw uncut i i want to say live but that that's not how live works um i have no clue how this is going to turn out but joining me for this experimental episode is three-time returning guest and friend of the podcast you know him as the co-host of the People Under the Scares podcast and the host of the YouTube channel, Bobby Likes It Spooky, our very own Hollow King, Bobby Torres. Woo, man. <laughs> you know what? I don't deserve all of that, but thank you. What? <laughs> you totally do. You totally do. <laughs> oh, thank you. That intro was just amazing. Wow. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy you're here. And you are my first three-time recurrer. Recurrer? Wow. Recurring yeah. guests, I guess. Recurring guest, yes. <laughs> I'm happy to be uh, your recurring guest. You know, we always have a great time talking about movies and TV shows and just everything. And um, this year, you and I, I mean, we've been collaborating a lot. Like, you was just on my channel talking Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and that was the funnest time, so. That was so much fun, yeah. Yeah, so, so good. So, I'm happy to be here to talk about, you know, the Halloween franchise, Michael Myers, and the very divisive Halloween ends. <laughs> we have to talk about Halloween ends. Um, for people listening, if you haven't seen Halloween ends, go watch it, make your own opinion of it and come back because there, there's going to be spoilers all over. I just want to put that disclaimer out now, just in case I don't, I don't, I don't want to forget later and then just drop like, a spoiler for a movie that just came out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah we'll cover we'll cover the whole franchise we'll talk at length about ends and uh there's just so much ground to cover with michael myers but we got we got to start from the beginning uh Hell yeah. what, what are your first memories of mikey my my mikey my my woo <laughs> i'm gonna start saying that now i'm taking it austin yes um, <laughs> uh spread um, it like wildfire <laughs> hey why the hell not exactly um, <laughs> halloween 1978 is like my all-time favorite horror movie and like one of my favorite movies in general 
Um, I remember watching this a lot as a kid. Um, I talked to a lot of people when they're like, what is their first Halloween movie? And a lot of people say like Halloween four or five, um, because they played those movies a lot on TV back in the day. But for me, I believe it was the very first Halloween, and I was like obsessed with this movie. Um, and you know, Michael Myers. It, I think the reason why I enjoy Halloween so much is because it was suspenseful. Michael Myers had this big mystery about him. You don't know why he's stalking these people. You don't know why he's killing these people. And um, it was just, especially as a kid, like I've never seen anything like it, even though I've seen Evil Dead and, you know, those movies are insane. And I've seen the Friday 13th movies and a Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but Halloween, it was just the buildup for me. And as a kid, you know, that's actually surprising because kids usually have a short attention span. So <laughs> you have to have like things happening. But with Halloween, it's not that type of movie, but it's something about that movie that kept me interested. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with Flory Strode. And I, now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably because since Michael Myers is a mystery and we don't know exactly what he is um, at that time, I should say. And as a kid, I was like, there's a mystery about this character and i don't know why he's doing this but it's happening and then watching the sequels later on i just felt even more in love but 1978 will always be um like my favorite movie ever like i never get tired of that movie right now actually it's on amc right now as we speak and i was watching <laughs> it preparing for this because like hello uh so yes halloween 1978 is an amazing movie uh the music, the cinematography, the again, the suspense, the acting. The acting is not like the best, but it's still great um, in many ways. And it's just a fun time. So yes, I love 1978 Halloween. It is, it is so good. And I I always just say Halloween, and then people are like, which one? And I'm like, what do you think? Right. I, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about Rob Zombie's <laughs> Halloween. I'm not talking about Halloween 2018. <laughs> right. I say Rob Zombie's Halloween or Halloween 2018. Uh, no disrespect to those films, you know? Yeah. But there's one Halloween. <laughs> exactly. When I say Halloween, I mean the OG. I don't mean, like yes. you said, Rob Zombie. I don't mean 2018. If I'm talking about those movies, I will say Rob Zombie Halloween or I will say Halloween 2018. But when I just say Halloween, you should know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't need to be going insane 78 or John Carpenter's. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, we don't. Y'all should know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I, I do think it's interesting that there are three separate movies called Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I mean, obviously, one of them is due to a remake. Um, right. But you know, I believe now that I think about it, is Halloween 2018. Did that start it? Did that start the whole uh like requel thing where you know these OG movies are coming back, but then when they come back as a new sequel, they just brand their movie the original title? Did Halloween start that? I'm I'm trying to think if it did. That. I I think it started the um the trend of just using the title, like Candyman did that. Scream mm -hmm. did that. Um, Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, the, Hellraiser. The newest yeah. example. But of the actual requel trend, I think the first one is Jurassic World. That's what I can think of. 
Well, wait, wait. There, I think there, no Tron Legacy. I think Tron Legacy came first. Okay. Because that's like a legacy sequel, requel, um, and then Jurassic World and Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out the same year in uh, okay. 2015. But um, I think Halloween is the first one to do it in the horror. Yeah. World. Um, I'll compromise and say Jurassic World is horror adjacent. We don't need oh, to yeah. get into that conversation. <laughs> but um, but you can say like, all right, at least with Jurassic World, if you say Jurassic World, people know what you're talking about versus Jurassic right. Park. It you has know? a different title. Yeah, it has a different title. Where again, with Halloween or Hellraiser, some people are like, oh, well, which one? And it's like, um, well, with Hellraiser, it is tricky because Hellraiser just came out yeah, and it doesn't have like all these uh newer sequels attached to it just yet. So I guess give that some time. But I think people right now are starting to say like Hellraiser 2022. You have right. to add the year to these new movies now because again, people's going to start saying which one. So when I'm tweeting, I'm putting Halloween 2018. I'm putting Hellraiser 2022 because right. if I just put regular Hellraiser, it's going to be like, all right, which one? So. But with Halloween, no, we ain't doing that. It's gonna be Halloween. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just Halloween. Uh, this is what I'm about. <laughs> exactly. And um, something I think that's interesting about Michael Myers is he he's really a blank canvas of a character. Honestly, you could argue he's not a character at all. At all, he's more of a plot device in yeah. certain of the iterations but with the different timelines and all the different iconic directors from john carpenter to rob zombie taking a swing at michael um what is kind of your interpretation of what michael myers is he's all right so (laughs) if you guys listen to my podcast i pretty much had a um a full-on rant that I normally do on people, <laughs> the, the people under the scares anyway. But when it comes to my boy, Mikey My My, like you say, <laughs> um, and just the Halloween franchise as a whole. Sorry, there was police sirens. See, we were doing this live, y'all. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you got it, though, if you choose to. But um, Halloween as a whole, I'm going to go the bat for it and i'm going to be very picky because this is like my baby mm-hmm. and um with michael Myers, all right so you in the first uh night um first halloween you have dr loomis who played by you know the awesome donald pleasance rest in peace he hyped up michael myers and made him 10 times more scarier yes we have michael myers stalking and hiding in the shadows and is you know also known as the shape which is also scary because you don't know what this you know entity is you know yeah it looks like a man and then you see from a distance just the shadow figure of this being and that's and that's why i feel like the shape is more appropriate for michael myers because michael myers is like humanizing him you're given this thing i'm gonna say uh, a name where with dr loomis dr loomis always uh especially in the first movie he always said that michael myers was like an it or uh yeah he always really said it or you must kill it or destroy it 
And I'm thinking, are you talking about like Michael Myers as himself? Or are you talking about the evil? But Michael Myers is evil. He is the, he, that's what he exudes. That's what he is. Um, so that's why I'm a little picky going into the future Halloween movies because 1978's Halloween, I'm doing it now though, just so you guys can understand. Um, <laughs> um, uh, again, Dr. Loomis is saying he has the darkest eyes, the devil's eyes, blackest eyes. Um, even as a kid, he didn't know what he is. He didn't talk. He didn't do anything. He don't know why he killed his sister. Fast forward to Halloween 2018. Laurie Strode is kind of saying now he's a human being. We need to understand that. So I said, okay, 2018, they're trying to say that Michael Myers is a human now. Cool. I'm okay with that. Whatever. Sure. Halloween kills come. All of a sudden, he's supernatural again. So I'm like, okay, we need to make up our mind here. Laurie Stewart was kind of like the new Dr. Loomis in Halloween Kills. Um, I mentioned this on the podcast as well. And also on my Bobby Likes a Spooky channel for Halloween Ends. The last five minutes of Halloween Ends, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, is when obviously Michael is fighting the town and they're whooping his ass. But then he gets back up and he starts, you know, killing them. As that scene is going along, you hear Laurie in the background kind of saying what Michael potentially may be. She's saying no human person could survive what he went through. Every time he kills, he transcends to something else more evil, more indestructible. So you taking all of that, it could be literal. At first, I didn't take it literal, but I said, you know what? It has to be literal because he took gunshot wounds. He got like beaten the head a lot. He got practically curb stop he he got everything and i said he has to be supernatural some way no regular man can survive that and even Lori said it and then going into halloween ends they we're going to talk about it a little bit but they kind of crushed that again and made him like a human again so my thing is i prefer michael myers more of a entity i like the shape michael yeah. myers is cool but the shape is more scary that's why I enjoyed the first Halloween so much because like I mentioned earlier, the scene where Tommy Doyle's looking out the window and you see the house with the leaves blowing. You just see Michael Myers standing there. Don't even see what he looked like. It's just the figure. Even the way he walks when he's chasing Laurie and um, it's just something about his walk. It's like he's gliding in a way and it's haunting, it's scary. The way he appears out the shadow, it's haunting, it's scary. So I feel like Michael Myers is the pure essence of evil. And I wish they stuck with that a little bit more later on in the movies. Again, they try to do it with kills, but they just didn't stick with it in ends. Um, but yeah, Michael Myers is just pure evil. I like it. I have a theory going into Halloween 2 where after he got off, he got shot off the balcony in Halloween 1, he that's when he became truly evil and truly, uh, I guess, pure evil. So I feel like in Halloween... He had some humanity in him. Dr. Loomis killed them by shooting him off the balcony. And then that was it. Going into Halloween 2, um, that's when I feel like Michael Myers is pure evil. He's walking through doors without hesitation. He's killing people more aggressively. In the first Halloween, he didn't kill people aggressively. You know, he just stabby stab, choke them. That's it. 
in Halloween too, he's a, he's taking needles to the eye, he's taking hammers to the head, he's drowning yes. people with hot water and jacuzzis or whatever. Like he's draining people out. Like and again, he's walking through doors. He's set on fire. He got shot in the eyes and he's still swinging. Right there, I think that's what Michael Myers is purely and simply evil. And I wish that they just stuck with that concept. And I think that's what makes him more terrifying. Um, but I know this was long and it's kind of a rant, <laughs> like I said. But that's just my um michael myers that i prefer or the shape i prefer i should say no for sure because i think um we have similar interpretations of the shape um mine is a bit more i like to think of him as the manifestation of death because his other his other nicknames the boogeyman and i like to think of him as literally the boogeyman because um i think it's uh, again halloween kills where they say something along the lines of when he puts on that mask he transcends mm-hmm. he he's a different being entirely and i think you get that in um like the four and five where michael myers kind of gets that jason Voorhees um treatment and mm-hmm. he's this unstoppable um killing like, machine but you get that in the original halloween to a point so for me michael myers was less of a character um like freddy krueger or jason Voorhees, or even leatherface where like these guys have motivations um even if like Leatherface's motivation is just he wants to make his family proud or Jason Voorhees, um, he just wants his like wants to make his mommy proud. And then Freddy Krueger's just an asshole. But um, Michael Myers to me is more like the xenomorph in Alien or Bruce the Shark in Jaws or okay. um, yeah, <laughs> like. These are manifestations of death i think samara from the ring it kind of is this as well because like she never sleeps i don't think michael sleeps the shark don't sleep (laughs) like that's always kind of been how i felt of michael myers as more of a monster less of a man here I am sounding like Dr. Loomis. <laughs> but I love it, you know, because that means that we're we're true fans. And just, like we grew up with these movies and we see Michael Myers a certain way. So yeah. to give him a different way, it could kind of be a little, you know, confusing. And you might have, you know, you know, feelings about um, how he's treated. You know, I felt that way about Rob Zombie's Halloween, you know, like I appreciated they took a different approach with you know showing when he was younger and what he went through as a kid and that's what led him to become the grown-up michael myers in this killing machine or whatever and then um, when we get to rob zombies halloween 2 i'm just like all right this is not the michael myers i really care for at all because again y'all are humanizing this right entity you're humanizing the shape and Rob Zombie's Halloween, there's no shape. I'm not even saying that's the shape. There's no shape. It's literally, it's just Michael me. Myers. It's Michael Myers, yeah. Um, so 
sorry dogs um so that's why i'm just like uh yeah i don't know how i feel about that representation of michael myers but yeah uh again the older my uh halloween movies i simply adore in a lot of ways even though like you said they i think halloween four and five they kind of made him more into like a jason Voorhees because the time in those movies came out they were going up against the Friday the 13th movies and those movies were right. brutal, you know, but, and they were a little bit more insane because Jason Voorhees was, you know, an aggressive killer and he create he killed in a lot of exaggerated ways. So they're trying to make Michael Myers do the same exact thing because he's going up against competition. But um, I think for me, and again, I still enjoy those movies, but it just works for me the way that we get the OG Michael Myers. But I, yeah. I do appreciate the kills though in those uh, sequels. Oh, yeah. And um, something I like about Michael Myers is there is space for like Rob Zombie's interpretation. Um, Because Michael Myers is a blank canvas. Different filmmakers can go in and put it like I fundamentally disagree with Rob Zombie's take of Michael Myers, but that doesn't mean I think those films are bad, you know? Um, and I like that Rob Zombie took a swing. I don't necessarily care for the movies, but they're not bad movies either. I agree. And, um, Tyler Maine as Michael Myers is scary. <laughs> Dude, listen, I tell a lot of people I've seen that I've seen that that was like my first Halloween movie I've seen in theaters. Ooh. Um, I'm right. A lot of people was like, Ooh, but you know what? I'm, like at first I was just like I should feel embarrassed but whatever I could see resurrection that could have just been his worst um, right. but <laughs> but I feel like I again I had a great time with Rob Zombie's Halloween I've seen it with my family and even though it was a big difference compared to what we grew up on I enjoyed the first take at the time um, I did like Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpse, Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects so I said, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with his version. And also, I love Danielle Harris. Danielle Harris was great in Halloween 4 and 5. So I oh, said, yeah. oh, she's coming back as, you know, a different character. One of my favorite ca characters, Annie Brackett. So I said, I'm curious to see how she's going to play this character. And watching the movie, yeah, the first half did take me out because I'm just like, all right, this little kid is acting up. He's being bullied. His parents is treating him like shit. Well, mostly his stepfather. Um and then when we got to the second half and the third half of the film, I said, you know what, this is more my jam because it seems familiar. Now that I'm older, I do like the first half a lot, but I still prefer the second and third half only because I enjoy Tyler Maine as Michael Myers because he's this huge, tall, scary man in his mask. He doesn't say anything. The way he breaks through doors and even this, uh, you know, uh, version of Laurie Strode, I enjoy. Uh, Scout Teller Compton plays Laurie Strode yeah. in this one. And I enjoyed this one, too, because it's not exactly care. It's not they're not exactly trying to um, they're, they're not exactly trying to copy Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, this version of Laurie Strode is a little bit more extroverted, I should say. It has a little bit more personality, which I I, I like yeah she's still like a bookworm and stuff but she's not like soft-spoken kind of just shy or whatever she's like no I'm about the you know and um I enjoy Rob Zombie's Halloween's a lot I feel like they're a fun time even Halloween too I have problems with that movie but uh I think my biggest concern with that one definitely was Michael Myers because now 
he's no longer wearing a jumpsuit. He's wearing like right. you know this hood, this this jacket with the hood. He got a whole beard. He's not wearing his mask throughout the whole film. And the only time when he's about to kill, he puts the mask on, which I kind of enjoy now. But it's like I don't know, man. It's like in Halloween ends, like you've been gone for all these years. You're just been a homeless person living in sewers or living in the woods, and nobody has yet to see you. You're this huge, tall man. Like it's really right. hard to miss somebody that looked like that. So I had a lot of issues with it. Uh, but it's not the worst, Michael Myers, you know. So I'm okay with it. I really like um for at least two-thirds, David David Gordon Green and Danny McBride's portrayal of Michael Myers. By that, I mean, I really like what they did with them um, with Michael in uh, 2018 and in Kills. We'll get to ends. <laughs> Everyone listening. Um, but I, um, I really enjoyed the portrayal of Michael in 2018. Because it, um, while it did feel kind of grounded, for me, I still felt there was a supernatural, or not supernatural, but like an otherworldly presence to Michael. Um, like that cold open where the podcasters, um, where the podcasters have like the mask. Say I haven't something. seen it. Yeah, thank you. Say something. Say something. and everyone's going crazy. And like the music, like the tension's building. Say something. And then bum 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 bum. That gets a rise out. I think that's such a great opening. All right. So I think for it's me, so exciting. I didn't like it at first. No, I didn't like it. All right, because I'm so <laughs> used to like you know um something crazy happening before uh t- you know title credits happening. So when he's like screaming at Michael, like say something, and I'm just like, really, whatever. But I did grew to like it too because it's kind of like setting up uh, was to come obviously because you get the um, the orange spot that we grew well which we love in the first Halloween and then you see the pumpkin is like rotted and deflated but then it starts to grow back so it's showing like it's a resurgence of evil it's the resurgence of a new yeah uh, movie and stuff like that and I fell in love with that opening so much but my favorite opening out of the the trilogy 2018 kills and ends is halloween kills because mm. in halloween kills you get the whole coming right off of 2018 the same night and then we go back to 1978 you know with uh you see the dr loomis and you see michael myers going back home after he, he attacked laurie strode and you know after you know uh he killed the cop well technically the other hawkins killed the cop and he goes downstairs and then the cops stop michael myers and dr loomis is behind him and then they are paying homage to the first halloween because you know in the first halloween after he killed judith it was like that freeze frame of um after they take the mask off and his, his parents sitting there and the camera is panning back and you just yeah. see is like it's a freeze frame they did the same thing in kills where michael's is standing there and loomis is in the back and everybody's like frozen and then they're playing that fucking score which send me is giving me goosebumps right now <laughs> and then halloween kills come on and then you get the different pumpkins like uh like kind of in flames like, yeah this is fucking chef's kiss i love this opening so much well halloween kills i i know not everyone likes halloween kills but not everyone has 
good opinions. Um, no, I joke. <laughs> I joke. I joke. <laughs> um, sometimes I got to be a little careful with how snarky I can get yeah. because like someone's going to take me seriously. No, like that's why I never love. go. I never go on Twitter like with that negative energy or because like my my luck, I'll go on joking and I'll joke with the wrong person who's going to take me seriously. And your Twitter feed is going to be blown up by all these people coming at you because of you joking and saying something about the movie. That's right. why I kept the light on Twitter about my opinions on a movie. I kind of didn't say too much because I learned my lesson with other movies, um, particularly <laughs> uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Netflix one for that. I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yes, it could have been better, but people was like going too hard on that movie. And I'm just like, first of all, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre got all these sequels. And yes, they did the legacy character wrong, but you cannot deny that movie's not a fun time. The kills are fucking great. And people was just going in and everybody took what I said, like, oh, well, you telling us how we should feel about the movie. I was just like, yeah, like have fun with the fucking movie. Like, I'm not trying to tell you like you should dislike it or love it, but horror movie horror movies are meant to be fun, especially slashers. Yeah. You know what I mean? We watched Jason just to see these body counts pop, you know, his body count pile up and these teenagers get slashed up. We watch Halloween. Halloween is a little bit more serious than Freddy uh, uh Nightmare on the Street and Friday the 13th. But the main reason why the general casual viewers watch Halloween is to see Michael Myers kill people you know true heart um true halloween fans they don't just care about michael myers they look at lori they look at the character development they right. look to see the feel of halloween because the movie's called halloween so you want the atmosphere of halloween you want the tone of it and the characters have to have some type of development because all the other halloween all the other halloween movies had that where you go into a friday the 13th and a nightmare on elm street it kind of doesn't follow that after it gets to a certain point. So I think a lot of people take Halloween movies seriously. But listen, the Halloween, the discourse on Halloween ends was just insane. Even like right now, as we speak, I'm sure people's arguing over that movie. And yeah. I just don't have the time. <laughs> You're going to have your opinion and I'm going to have mine. And we're just going to leave it as that. The only thing I, well, I tweeted out and, you know, you know, I tweeted, posted, whatever how excited I was for uh, how to see Halloween ends. And then I didn't tweet anything after. I think that was a good enough uh, in, in case uh, people want to know my opinions. I think saying nothing said a lot. And the only tweet I've had since that had to do with Halloween ends is I tweeted something along the lines of, I'm glad Halloween ends has such a controversy around it right now because people are going to forget how much they hated Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> I did see that. I did see you tweet that. And I was going to say something, Austin, but I said, let me just like just not say nothing. But um, you're right. You're so right. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's one of those years where I, I got some great installments in some of my favorite franchise. I love the new Scream, uh, Prey, is a fantastic, fantastic, fa and you know how I am with Predator. So mm -hmm. Prey made me super happy, but that was I, I, Jurassic World Dominion and Halloween Ends were kind of disappointing for me, not going to lie. Um, I, I do view those films as very similar. 
because I can appreciate that they took some risks, but I don't think they executed them well. Yeah, I agree. I'm all about taking risk and a lot, and that's why a lot of people like Halloween ends because it's something different. It's something fresh. They're taking risk. Right. My problem is for the last movie, you're taking risk for the last movie in this damn trilogy. I don't really care for that because it's like, again, I feel like the movie's fine. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the same situation with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. It's great, but as a Halloween movie, mm, no, it would have been great. And I think we talked about this on my channel. It would have been great as like a Halloween 2 if we went yeah. originally based off of um, Deborah Hills and John Carpenter's uh, vision, they wanted to make Halloween an anthology. So Hall uh, Michael Myers was the first part. Technically, the second one was supposed to be seasonal, which was supposed to be something new and fresh. But because yeah. though we got Michael Myers twice and then something different on the third one, I think that's why that movie did poorly. Um, and then for this one, if you if you if you notice, the opening credits are blue. They're the season of the witch opening credits. Uh, so I knew what they were trying to do. I just wish that if they were going to truly pay homage to season of the witch, maybe they should have instead of having Corey in this weird storyline <laughs> and home fighting Michael Myers and Michael Myers ultimately losing the home, which is what the fuck they maybe should have done something where not necessarily explaining too much of what's going on with Michael, but also maybe his mask, maybe somehow tying the silver shamrock mask. Somehow. Someone needed to steal Stonehenge. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you know what? I would probably be fine with that. I probably would have been fine with that in this movie, honestly. <laughs> So uh, for everyone listening, if you didn't watch um, our live stream talking about Halloween three season of the witch, I'll that's on YouTube. I'll place a link to that in the episode description so you guys can watch it. But uh, <laughs> uh, during that live stream, I just couldn't get over that fact. And I that came that was like kind of a recurring joke. So I'm very happy yes, I got to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> and I seen a tweet earlier and I was I should have tell you, but I was at work and I just like forgot that quickly. But somebody yeah. said something about Troll 2 and Halloween 3 did the right thing by explaining with Stone. <laughs> and I was like, Austin was just talking about that in Halloween 3. <laughs> so um yeah, maybe they should have did that with Halloween ends and somehow that explains Michael's evilness. You know? Yeah, like maybe he was born at Stonehenge or maybe Stonehenge got lost mm -hmm. and it was in the Michael Myers sewers. Um, <laughs> I, I I can appreciate why people like Halloween ends. Um, so I don't want to like go go on here and be like, you're dumb for liking a movie I didn't like. Because no, like. That's not how opinions work. I mean, it kind of is because the only opinion that matters is mine. But um, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, something I see when people are arguing on like Facebook or Twitter is like, did you watch the same movie that I did? And the answer is no. We all watch movies differently. I mean, yeah, like. It, say you humble listener 
liked Halloween ends and I didn't. It's because we literally watched a different film, like because of our life experiences, our own preferences and tastes, our own baggage, like in the physical world, it's the same film strip, right? It's the same images being projected on a screen. But our own personal unique eyes are seeing these differently. And um, is that pretentious as fuck? Maybe. But, but that's like <laughs> how I like to view it because yeah. uh, I, I just like, did we watch the same movie? No, we didn't. Yeah. Like, I agree. Yeah. But so I don't want to be like, I didn't like Halloween ends, therefore no one else should. That's not the case. But for me, I thought it was a very bad movie. Okay. I did not like, I did like a lot of aspects, but I find myself liking the ideas and then hating um, where they went. (laughs) And me and my friend who I seen it with, we kept like looking at each other and kind of groaning and just like, it was it was up there in some of the worst movie theater experiences I've had <laughs> with the actual movie. The number one all time is Batman versus Superman, who I saw okay. with one of my with one of the same friends I saw Halloween ends with. But when we saw Batman versus Superman, the whole theater, like we thought it was a joke, like we were laughing at like. And we were laughing at like, save Martha. Why did you say that name? And just, (laughs) (laughs) and then then like, uh, spoiler alert for a, uh, how old is that movie now? Seven-year-old, like horribly reviewed movie. Uh, When Superman dies, you would have thought our theater was in like a comedy, like, like airplane or bridesmaid are like stepbrothers or something like wow it was bad but uh the vibe in my theater and it was a fairly full theater was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> what is what is like and uh i gotta want to rag on the movie too much because i think there was a lot of good work involved i think david gordon green is a very good filmmaker. I liked Joe. I like, I really like Halloween 2018 and I'm a Halloween kills defender. Yes. But Halloween ends. I just, I just didn't like, I just think it was a misfire. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm with you. I feel like it's definitely gonna be one of those movies that people's grown, going into grown, grow to love. Um, and again, for me, I think the actors did such a great job, you know, um, especially I think his name is Roland, who played mm-hmm. Corey. Um, I actually think he did a great job playing this character. And I actually felt for this character a little bit. But like I said, for like a Halloween movie, it kind of just threw me off. And a lot of people are just like, oh, well, it's a fresh take and this, this, this and that. And I'm just like, it seemed like you guys want a Halloween movie, but not a Halloween movie, if you know what I mean. 
Like y'all well, want a Halloween movie because Halloween Michael Myers, but y'all want something different in a Halloween movie. But then I feel like if y'all give us something completely fresh without Michael or Lori, that's when people's going to probably be like, uh, this sucks, you know? So in this movie, you get essence of Michael Myers because he's not throughout the whole film. But the, a lot of people definitely enjoy the Corey part of the, the film. And I mean, I can see why, but for a Halloween film, it's a no for me. And yeah. I re- and I remember Michael, my co-host on the podcast, he was like, he was like, well, maybe if we got parts of Corey in Halloween 2018 being bullied, and he was the same age as Allison, and maybe we got like hints. So that way when we lead up, when we go to ends, maybe we it will make more sense instead of making a whole movie about him. We already got some of that in the earlier film so we don't really have to rush and make this whole film about him and i say you know what i would actually love that you know like maybe allison's boyfriend used to pick on him in school high school because you know he was kind of an asshole so you know i don't know i just feel like they should have done something completely different uh but like you said it's i don't think it's a horrible film i gave it a 2.5 out of a 5 on letterbox it's going to stay there for a while my you know, my opinion is just, again, it's not what I wanted and expected for a Halloween movie, especially a send-off. Um, the best part to me was definitely just Laurie and Michael fighting at the end. And yes, I, of course, am a Michael Myers fan, but I'm also a Halloween fan. It's not just Michael Myers that I love. I, I love the whole franchise because of different reasons, but this just didn't feel like that to me. And like, I, I saw a take on Twitter that kind of rubbed me the wrong way where someone um, was like, some of y'all are clearly just Michael Myers fans, but not Halloween yes, fans. I've seen that same one. And I'm like, what the fuck that's supposed to mean? It, it, to me, it's like, y'all aren't really a Nightmare on Elm Street fans. Y'all are just Freddy Krueger fans. Well, yeah, that's kind of the face of the franchise. Just saying. <laughs> like, what? What are it's you not, talking it's, about? It's not like Star Wars, which has a bajillion faces you can apply. You, you can apply, like, a different person when they think of Star Wars. They think of Darth Vader or Obi-Wan Kenobi or Yoda or Luke Skywalker. How did I not name Luke Skywalker first? Um princess leia r2d2 chewbacca like han solo you know what i mean with halloween it's michael myers you can make an argument well laurie strode is the heart of the franchise okay four five and six did a are part of the franchise has nothing to do with laurie Resurrections part of the franchise has nothing to do with Lori. Rob Zombie's films, The Heart is Michael. Sam Loomis is more of a through line in most of the Halloween movies. Well, I guess half of them now because of H2O Resurrections and now the new trilogy. Um, I would say Sam Loomis is just as important as Lori. And like the only through line is Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, you're so right about that. And I think, and that's why I, I got frustrated with that tweet because I'm just like, I get it. 
Um, but like you said, Michael Myers is the face of Halloween. Um, you think of when you see Halloween, you think of Michael Myers. And I think that's why going back to season of the witch again, that's why that yeah. movie done so poorly. Um now, if we got possibly uh, a, a, a Netflix TV or a Hulu TV series after this, kind of talking about um, Halloween, but we're focusing on different characters in Haddonfield, I probably would like that. Um, that was one of my, uh, you know, that was something that I wanted when this franchise ended. I was saying, like, maybe they should create something called Haddonfield, especially how Halloween ends ended, where um lori says like you know evil does evil doesn't die it just changes shape so that means the evil could go into somebody else not even necessarily building a new michael myers but maybe possessing somebody in the way because we've seen it in this movie where evil kind of took form in different ways like lori was talking about it in the beginning of the film where you know you got people killing other people and one person uh committed suicide i believe that was oscar's mother from halloween 2018 that committed suicide um, so evils in Haddonfield is is messing things up. So it's not, and Michael Myers started that. So maybe they can build a series uh, based off of that, you know, and you know, kind of just talk about what's going on in Haddonfield. Maybe talk about Laurie a little bit. Maybe talk about Michael Myers, even though he's dead, but he created the situation. Um, and it will still be Halloween. And maybe in the future, maybe people could people could then talk and say, you know what, Halloween. It's not just about Michael Myers. It's about the evilness, evilness within Haddonfield. Um, but for right now, yes, Halloween is about Michael Myers <laughs> because I mean, he, he, you know, it's again, he's the face of it, kind of like what you said. And like, I I can appreciate this new trilogy focusing on Laurie, but Michael is still the face of it, like. Michael's the one on the posters. Michael's the one selling the movie tickets. And it's just like, Lori is the heart. Michael's the face, right? So in this movie, it just felt like um, I, I could care less that Michael didn't have as much screen time. That's whatever. I wanted it to be more of Lori's story anyways. I'm okay with less Michael. My problem is it was like Michael didn't have a presence in the film. And it was more of Corey's story. And I don't hate what? the character of Corey. Yeah, I think that's Michael's presence, you know, because they made Michael this decrepit, uh, I guess, old man. Even Corey said it to him. So evil, I should say, now that I'm thinking about it, is the presence in this film. You got Corey, yes. You have Michael Myers, yes. But I'm assuming the essence of evil supposed to be felt within Corey and throughout the town. And that's why we got little Michael Myers, because that's why it was a little confusing, too, because it seemed like Michael Myers was passing a torch or giving his his essence of evil to Corey. You know what I mean? At one point of the film. And I do agree with you uh, with Laurie's story. Like I do. I am happy that we got more of her in this film. Um, because we especially seeing the character that she developed into because four years after you watched half the town die and your daughter die you're trying to move on with your life and um I like this happy Lori like she's making jokes she's a little bit more happy she's more you know just like fuck the world and just I enjoyed this version of Lori and then when we finally get 
to the very end with her and Michael battling it out. I mean, that was one of the best parts of the movie to me. It's just that, again, that Corey storyline and how it came about and how he was, you know, he was trying to go after Lord because of the whole Allison thing. And it was just, it was just a bit muddled to me. And you're right. Like Les Michael Myers is cool. Cause if you think about it, we didn't really get much of Michael Myers in Halloween, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he popped up here and there, but we didn't really see Michael until the very end of the film. When we start seeing him stalking Lori, well, chasing Lori and trying to get at her. But but he was throughout and kind of same thing in this film. Like you see him pop up like in the sewer and, and when the, home and Corey got scenes together, but it just wasn't as effective to me. And I felt like you, what you said, this new trilogy is Lori's story. Technically, you know, 2018, we started with her Halloween kills. Yes, she was in the hospital because we were focused now more on Michael getting his body count up and also Haddonfield. We're also fo- focusing on Haddonfield and how they're dealing with Michael and how most of them are getting killed by Michael. And then we get to Halloween ends where it's back to Lori, but then you add Corey in it. I was hoping that we got a, a Lori and Michael and end it with that. Cause this is the end, this is the end. So it should be focused on these two characters. And if not one, at least one of the, um, you know, the other one. And I think that's the most disappointing to me um somebody did say to me like oh well maybe Corey should have stayed alive and because you know he could be the new evil of Haddonfield and I say you're missing a point because the whole point of Halloween ends is to end everything right and Michael Myers give give Laurie Strode peace she will not have peace if Corey is alive because he was trying to kill her and if he becomes the new Michael Myers and goes to asylum or whatever now she's going to have in her head all right, if he ever gets off, he might still trying to get me again. She needs peace. So he had to die. Yes, it was a buildup just to have him die and it sucked. Um, but that was the problem. You know, that was one of the problems. So the whole trilogy was to end Lori's story and then that's it. Because Jamie Lee Curtis is done with this role. <laughs> so right. she's like, let's just leave it alone. Um, we're going to kill him, at least the one I'm in. And then that's it. Y'all can do whatever y'all want with this. But this part here, we're done. I'm no longer revisiting Lori Strode. She's happy. The shape is dead. I'm living my life. There we go. Well, we'll see Jamie Lee in about 10 years. <laughs> That's what some, a lot of people say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we've all been there. And yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm still thinking like Harrison Ford was saying how his last film is going to be Indiana Jones 5. And now all of a sudden it's like being said that he signed on to be in the marvel universe and it's just like my dude send it off with indy (laughs) but um whatever like get that paper you know have have that generational wealth for like a millennia (laughs) so um i'm but you know it's just for me, what I think what would have made Halloween ends more cohesive or at least for me more satisfying is I would have given Corey a lesser role because I love the cold open. I love the opening for Halloween ends. And I think Corey's a really interesting character. I 
I'd say I like the first like 10, 15 minutes of Halloween ends a lot. And then it just kind of nosedives for me from there. But if they made the approach of instead of one person, um, excuse me, one, one person kind of like um, being corrupted by the shape and kind of made it like maybe a couple people are being corrupted, like a little mini Michael army, <laughs> the Michael <Yes>. militia. <laughs> like that would have been interesting, you know? I'm not a fan of the Batman and Robin aspect of Michael and Corey, especially because Michael just seems so weak in this film. Yeah, and that's what bothered me too, because like I, I mentioned before, like them building Michael to be this beast and unstoppable. And I guess the more he kills, yes, he does get stronger, but then four years pass by. And I guess people say, oh, well, he hasn't been killing anybody. But then the homeless guy that when Corey was coming out was saying, oh yeah, he drags people down here and kills them. So obviously Michael is still killing people. Right. And we get that scene where um, Corey brings that cop guy down there and michael's like stabbing him and you see michael like shaking and it's like he's getting the sensation oh i'm getting my power back which is cool but it's very weird because like we didn't get that in halloween 2018 when he was locked up for 40 years and then when he did his first kill he wasn't acting like that why wasn't he like old and frail on 2018 but in this one he's you know in the basement not the basement but the sewer and frail and acting like he can't do anything and don't have any strength so i'm like what is the the direction they're trying to go here with that because it doesn't make any sense exactly like i don't think this film gels well with 2018 or with kills and i i don't mind that they wanted to go a different direction and try new things i just mind that it clashes with what they just did <laughs> Especially since I liked 2018 a lot and I liked Kills, you know, I know not everybody liked Kills, but like have some continuity, you know, and they get the details right of the continuity, but the more thematic lines, I don't think are the longer character arcs are just the plot. (laughs) Like the larger aspects, I don't think they did right, but like they get the like the whole ending where they rip off Candyman with the procession. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. And then it was something. Uh, and then like you see, <laughs> you see Julian, you know, like. Listen, I, like I was kid. happy to see Julian. I was like, oh, the little buddy's back. But my and, problem and with the, the whole yeah. scene was just like how everybody was alerted. I was yeah. like that quickly. It was like, did somebody get like a, a mass text alert on their phones and they just stopped what they're doing just to come to this location? It was very right. odd to me. But hey, sure. we're going to uh, fucking throw Michael Myers in the uh, garbage disposal. So Want to come? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why the- not? Yeah, or the what was it? The trash compactor. Yeah. Whatever that was. And it's just like, okay. So now we have this whole candyman procession. And then like uh the sheriff with the cowboy hat 
finally arrives and i've been waiting <sighs> for him the whole movie right and uh, uh you know my whole theater laugh bust out laughing when they see him <laughs> pop out their car because it was just like where were you the whole fucking time dude right <laughs> right and he was and... Just so funny and i feel like he was so funny in 2018 um, even some of his lines were, were cringe. And then he was just stressed out on Halloween Kills with that whole mob in the hospital. He couldn't take it. And then this way, he pops off the car, just like, well, hey, guys, like, we're just going to do this today. It's like, where the fuck were you, bro? This right. whole entire time. <laughs> so, and you know what? I, I'm just, I, I don't hate Halloween ends. I would give it two out of five stars. I do think, I do think there are some good aspects to it. And I will always reward risk taking. But the problem with taking a risk is you fail sometimes, which is the point. It's okay to fail, you know? So you learn for the next one. It's not like I'm not going to, like, I'm still going to go see David Gordon Green's next movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't bad, you know? And, you know, even though, um, he had a team of writers in this here. You could just tell that they wanted to just get this done. There were a lot of, um, I know they had to do a lot of rewrites. And then even at the ending of this, they had to reshoot. This movie fell victim to pretty much all three of the movies had to do reshoots in a third act. Um, because even when you watch the trailer, there's some scenes in that trailer that's not in this movie. Um, and there's also a rumor saying that, uh, after the whole big battle with Michael and Allison tries to visit Lori, but Lori doesn't let her in because now the evil is inside Lori and Lori wants to keep her distance from Allison as much as she can, because she wants to contain herself in the house because she now has it in her. But I guess they went and changed that because I guess it wouldn't give Lori a happy ending. Uh, so it's, again, it's very interesting where David Gordon Green wants to go, but then always, and, end up changing the movie last minute halloween kills we were supposed to get that cool scene of her laurie stroke walking down that hospital with the knife after uh karen got killed because she heard it on she heard michael on the other line right. after she tried calling her but they exit that they took that off because they didn't know where to go from that if they did continue with that scene so you can still see that scene in the extended version of halloween kills but it's not in the actual version because it wouldn't make sense obviously going to end so i feel like they have a lot of they have great ideas. They just don't know where to land and where to go with them. Right. And I think it's most apparent in ends and the biggest, my biggest beef with Halloween ends. I I'm just going to put on the boxing gloves. Now I I'm just going to stop pulling my punches. Halloween ends has horrible, horrible representation, almost hateful representation of marching band kids like what the fuck <laughs> and me they were and horrible, I, man. I oh okay who was david gordon green like harassed by a band kid growing up probably it has, has to he, be because like i i did marching band for 10 years like over 10 years i uh did high school marching band. I was in the Michigan state marching band. Like I got my marching band cred. I taught mm -hmm. for a little bit and I know a thing or two about band kids. One, I taught a bunch of them 
Two, I'm friends with a bunch of them. Three, I am one of them. <laughs> Marching band kids are not like the ones in this movie. These are just high school jocks with band uniforms. Yeah, 100%. And not that there aren't bullies in the marching band. Like, bullies are everywhere. But marching band kids don't have this type of confidence well, like, in Haddonfield, again, the evil's around. So maybe these kids got some. Fuck that. Know, some of it. And that's why they act in a way. <laughs> Everybody in Haddonfield is a little bit angry. You know, they're, they're even coming at Lori at certain ways. And I mean, I get it. But particularly that lady um, that survived in Halloween Kills with the fluorescent light bulb going into her neck. I guess her sister in this film, remember when Lori was coming out, the grocery yeah. store all happy, and then the lady was like cursing her out. And it's just like everybody's just upset and angry and it's just spreading throughout the town. And I don't know. The <laughs> marching sorry. band kids are not like that. They're they're <laughs> not going up to like uh kid like a marching band kid would never go up to someone who's older than them, who's been convicted of child murder, nonetheless. Listen, right. A marching band kid's not going to be up, hey, buy me some beer. I'm in the fucking marching band. Like, they're not going to do that. A marching no. band kid is going to be like, hello, sir, can you come in with me to the store for some apple juice? I'm scared to be by myself. Like, that's a marching band kid. Marching band kids are awkward. <laughs> Some of them can be bullies, sure, but they're not confident. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> Why do you think we're in the band? That's instant friends. Because right. we're not good at making them. <laughs> mm. And I say this with love. For all my band homies listening. <laughs> I think we're some great. cool cats, but we're awkward. That's why we're in the band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I but, love that. <laughs> but no, these, I've never, like I said, I've known, prob I know probably hundreds of marching band kids in my time. Mm. Not one of them acted like these kids. You know, it's, again, it's probably just head and feel unfortunately they were horrible but they got that's why i was so happy they got what was coming to them well uh, yeah like, yes and i was rooting for Corey. I'm like yes Corey, fuck them up one of them got you know i guess bashed in the head with a wrench or something the other one got ran over and got her head something the other one got a blowtorch to the mouth but it's like out of focus but you knew what was happening um the other one was stabbed in the eye and i'm just like you know what y'all deserve all of it because you guys were horrible another thing too speaking of that <laughs> how can he get his ass beat by these band kids but he can't like you're whooping michael myers ass but you can't do these same you can't do the same thing to these kids that just threw you off of a, a, a fucking uh railing like well i kind of viewed it at and now you have me defending the film so screw you but um <laughs> no i uh i viewed that as like because the marching band kids are beating up on him like at first mm -hmm. but as he starts killing with michael he starts gaining confidence mm. and then with that confidence he's finding his strength you're right Our, that, that, that was yeah. the scene before he actually met michael when he got tossed over you're absolutely right and that's the reason he meets michael yeah and so, so when he should be thinking them actually 
and, and, then, <laughs> and then those kids get, you know, they get fucking murdered to death as murder does. Um, <laughs> when Corey is on his rampage and he's just killing full strength, like he does not pull his punches with those kids. But like, I don't know. I think something that Halloween kills did very well is create likable characters that I didn't want to die. Yet. Which is interesting, Austin, because a lot of people said that Halloween Kills don't have any character development and they didn't care if anybody died. But well, a lot of people are wrong. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. You're, but, no, you're uh, absolutely right. A lot of people are wrong because I will defend at least two characters that I've grown to well, like. The, in old, here. the old couple I liked instantly. Okay. Um, I like Vanessa what? and um her husband, the cop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not the cop, the doctor. I'm sorry. The doctor and the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's dressed up as a nurse and the doctor. Um, yeah. <laughs> like those are, they're likable. I, um, um, Robert Longstreet's character, um, Lonnie, Lonnie Lonnie's, Lonnie. yeah, Lonnie's mm-hmm. likable. Um, Kyle Richards' character, Lindsay Wallace. Lind- I liked her too. You. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, one of the best scenes in that movie, actually. And I, you know, Tommy Doyle, um, I love Anthony Michael Hall in the role, but Tommy Doyle was kind of pissing me off. He was I horrible still in it. Did, I still didn't want him to die. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to either, but the more I watched that film, the more I realized, like, yeah, maybe he should go. <laughs> That's not the topic. Like, I just, it was just something about Tommy Doyle and Halloween Kills that was just pissing me off more I, and more. I and don't more. think it's. I don't think it's Anthony Michael's Hall's fault. Oh no, it was the way I just think written. it's yeah. Yeah. Cuz I know they wanted to I know originally they wanted uh Paul Rudd to come back. Which would have been but, insane because I wonder for one if Paul Rudd would play that character the same way, probably not. And two, what is y'all excuse not bringing Danielle Harris back then if y'all talking about it's going to mess up the the you know the timeline? situation because Paul Rudd is technically a part of a different timeline when he played Tommy Doyle on Halloween 6 Yeah. so if y'all want to bring him back as Tommy Doyle why not bring Danielle Harris back as uh, Laurie Stroll's daughter but just name her Karen instead or she doesn't have to play her her daughter she doesn't have to play Jamie Lloyd Mm -hmm. because she played Annie Brackett Mm -hmm. that's true she can play a brand new character and that's a I'll, I'll, and that's another big disappointment of ends for me is I thought it was going to be a huge celebration of um, the Halloween franchise. And it really wasn't. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get it for this story um, because. Uh- Obviously, yeah. uh, Jamie Lloyd is not uh, a uh, character in this world, and a lot of older characters from the different timelines aren't. So I get it. It would have been cool to see as a celebration to bring back some of our favorites, um, even in, in a weird scene. Maybe at some kind of like what they did in. Um, it probably wouldn't make any sense, but maybe cool if they did what they did in like a uh, new nightmare. Yeah, where. It was the funeral scene, and if you watch the funeral scene in A New Nightmare, uh, you see uh, some of the characters that was throughout the the A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. They were they didn't have a speaker role, but you seen them if you're a visual. Johnny Depp, I don't think he was in that one, but 
um you had you seen other characters so if they did something similar like that well you have scout teller compton maybe being in the background doing something and Del- daniel harris actually having a legit role playing somebody um i think it would have been great just to kind of show like oh, all right these people was a huge part of the halloween franchise yeah. whether if it was a horrible movie or a remake or if it was years ago let's celebrate everybody in some type of way and pitch y'all in this movie because like they 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 had that cameo of nick castle yes so which I, thought, I love yeah See, me too well, they had to do that they had to do that because i mean well i thought there's the gonna OG be michael. more yeah and it's like if you're not gonna give me a good story or a good michael myers are like a good ending at least give me a celebration because i have beef with spider-man no way home but (laughs) one thing that movie does very well is it's a celebration of that character of spider-man um star wars rise of skywalker i could go all day on the issues with that movie but what that film does right is it's a celebration of all of star wars not just the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy but just all of star wars and um that's what i thought wasn't because if you're gonna if you're gonna promote your film as the end of something celebrate the franchise take your swings when you can (laughs) Um, I wish Spider-Man No Way Home did a few more swings, but it was, but it celebrated that character. Yeah, you're Um, right. I definitely wish that they did that more with this movie. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, damn, maybe they should have brought some um, familiar faces back. Or maybe, I mean, they've been showing Season of the Witch Mask and um, Halloween Halloween 2018 and Kills. And this one, maybe in a big way, because this is the third film, technically, and Season of the Witch was the third film. Y'all took the font of it. Maybe somehow bring back Tom Atkins in the background or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something cool like that, because he was a part of it. That would have been cool. Maybe Tom Atkins could have played the radio DJ dude instead of this dude. Right. Maybe we'd have had Tom Atkins in there, like, talking. Maybe build it up where we recognize the voice we don't see him but we hear the voice because you know we hear it throughout Haddonfield and then we finally get it later that is revealed that it's Tom Atkins as this DJ dude that would have been a fun callback like oh shit and he dies the same way <laughs> like I would have loved that yeah yeah All right. and it's like even because they put so much emphasis on the mask maybe have like a little tiny silver shamrock inside yes Yes, like they could have done that. Make a mention or something about where the mask came from or I don't know, like they could have done something just as cool as that, you know? I mean, I know we got something small with Linda um, in Halloween 2018. She played the teacher's voice um, in the school scene. I was just like, oh, that's um, PJ Soul's voice. So that's cool. Right. But Nancy um, Keys that played Andy Brackett, she's nowhere in neither, all three of the films. I mean, they do pay homage in this film with the old picture of Lori, Annie, and Linda, which I, you know, I got my yeah. chills. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But, I mean, you know, they're clearly fans. Yeah. Like, the people making these movies are clearly fans, and they know their shit. I just feel like they only care about the first movie. Yeah. And it's like, there's so much good Halloween even in the bad yeah. Halloween I'm not saying bring back Buster Rhymes as much as I would love that 
I heard it was rumors that it was supposed to. But I, I would have thing, loved that. <laughs> maybe he could have been the radio DJ dude. Or that maybe would have made a lot. Yeah, yeah, that would have made a lot of sense. Or we you know how the uh, the DJ was taking callers. Maybe Buster Rhymes could have been one of those callers or something. You hear his voice. Right. Buster Rhymes got a distinct voice, so we will all know it's him. And he could have said like a memorable memorable line that he said in Halloween Resurrection. That would have been a fun little Easter egg. Well, you brought but up I, you brought up New Nightmare, and most of the cameos are in that funeral scene, right? Mm-hmm. You have this whole like way too long party scene at the bar. Oh, where yeah. you get a Nick Castle cameo. Why not throw like? Daniel Harris <laughs> and Scout Taylor Compton in there? Mm-hmm. Hell, Paul Rudd's not doing um, Ghostbusters anymore. He He's friends with Danny McBride, I think. Right. Like, I think he is, yeah. He could have came up about saying something about making a reference towards Tom, like to Tommy Doyle about Halloween Kills. Just like, damn, like, yeah, I was friends with him. You know, it was, it was sad to see him. Right. Like, it could have been something just as small as that. Give him a very small role, but a small cameo. But I think a lot of people would lose their shit, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It doesn't even have to be cameos. It just... I like 2018 a lot because 2018 felt more like a celebration of yeah. what Halloween is. 100%. And it's, and it's not just Michael Myers. I think 2018 really captures Halloween. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Halloween ends does. No. It, it doesn't even feel Even Halloween like... Kills to an extent does because those flashback yeah. scenes, the love that they put into that Myers house to make it look exactly like how the original Myers house looked the love they that they put into that actor with the prosthetics to make him look like Dr. Loomis was fucking chef's kiss. Like that whole scene to connect it to 1978 was just like a love letter right there. Like this is the same night you guys are going to lose your shit because this is a good time. And I was one of those people that lost my shit. And, you know, it's, I don't know. Again, with Halloween ends, they it was really nothing like that. And now I'm talking to you, Austin. I really wish that they did do something like that. Like, fuck it. They already, like you said, they're already taking big swings with this whole Carrie character. I said Carrie, Corey character. <laughs> Might as well just throw in familiar faces in there and let's have a good fucking time. You know, you might as well do yeah. it. And it's like, yeah, just celebrate. If you're gonna end it, end it as a celebration, not as a whatever this shit was mm-hmm. and there there are good qualities to it i really like Corey as a character and i think the actor who played him was really really good yeah. jamie lee was good um there are there are some good kills when they finally do come and james jude courtney is a great michael myers oh yes love him as michael myers i just I just think it, there is too many missed opportunities in this particular one, but I want it better for him. He did great in 2018. Yeah. He did amazing in Halloween Kills. And he'll always have 2018 in Kills. Yeah, he always had so, that. But this one here, like, yeah, the way he went out was, eh, you know, Michael Myers had to go, but it's just, you know, his, his some of his shine was taken because of Corey, but sure. But, you know, 2018 and Kills, he definitely had those too. He did his thing. I did feel dumb because I was scrolling through Twitter and I did miss the obvious Christine connection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, the 
because I was like reading, I'm like, Christine. Well, I guess Corey kind of has the same arc as Arnie, Arnie Cunningham. Corey Cunningham. Fuck, I'm an yep. idiot. I should have yep, noticed that immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that went over in my head. Um, but here's the thing, Christine's a good movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I don't take, know. I'm some people say shots. they don't. Some people don't like even Christine. Okay, those people are wrong. I will fight those people. <laughs> I, um, I'm I'm taking cheap shots at Halloween ends now just for a cheap laugh. But um, those are what those those are cheap shots. Halloween ends. If you think it's a good movie, it's a good movie. I'm yeah. not trying to change anyone's mind. Um, I don't think it's a good movie. That being said, it's definitely I'm my. Che- least rewatch out of the three i know some people would prefer yeah. this over the other two but literally i'll watch halloween kills 2018 and then ends no me too me too yeah and i'm like and it's just like i uh it's not gonna ruin my day i didn't hate the movie i'm oh, still no. gonna buy it when it comes out on 4k Same. like <laughs> i have to have it collection uh, duh michael Myers, and Glory, it duh. will grow on me yeah I, for people who's coming back five years from now, um, trying to find the receipts, this movie will grow <laughs> on me. I, I just, yeah. I just know Same. it. I, I just need some time. Not yeah. enough time has passed. Let me vent. Or don't even let me vent. It's my podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> but I, I, I'll warm up to this film. I'm pretty sure. It's Halloween. I warmed up to Season of the Witch. I unironically enjoy Resurrection. I enjoy it. You know what? I talk a lot of shit about Resurrection, but I will do enjoy Halloween Um, Halloween Resurrection. It's, you know what? Let's Look, the Halloween movies in this franchise are insane. They get worse and worse as they keep going, but I will say I will watch them. All the yeah. time. If it's on, I'll watch it. You know. Now I won't force myself to put on Resurrection unless <laughs> I have to cover it. But if it's on television, sure, I'll leave it on AMC Fear Fest when it's on, like I did yesterday. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go out my way to put Resurrection on. It is a fun movie, I should say, for the time it came out. It's so stupid. It's you know whatever. Um, and even the other sequels, they're a fun time to watch. But with Halloween ends, I just can't see myself having fun and putting this on. Like I can have fun and put on 2018. I can have fun and put on definitely kills because that movie's just a ride of just people getting their ass kicked <laughs> shot yeah. after scene after scene. Um, with Halloween ends, it's just like if somebody never seen a movie or don't even care for horror movies, and they if I had this movie on, they'd be like, "What's this movie with Jamie Lee Curtis? What is this?" And then Michael Myers come out. Wait, this is a Halloween movie. <laughs> like it won't. Right. That's this. That's gonna be their reaction. Um. So I feel like, like you, much like you, is gonna grow on me within time, and I know it will. It's just right now. Yeah, I did enjoy you know the battle between Laurie and Michael. Like that was great, and the the final scene where we get the different shots of the house. And With don't fear Mike- the reaper. Now, that's when I lost my shit. And that was the credits. <laughs> yeah. Because when they played Don't Fear the Reaper, like, come on. Like, that song played in the OG. And, yep. you know, it 
symbolizes Michael Myers. So when they played that, especially when I was in the theater and it was loud, I was just like, oh my God, this is so good. Not the movie, but the song. But <laughs> oh yeah, and that song's um, in a bunch of horror movies. Oh yeah, like Scream. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's so many. Oh yeah, X, which I lost my shit in that too. Yep. Um, but, Rob Zombie had it in his Halloween. Mm-hmm. But who had it first? What do you mean? Like which horror movie had it first? Oh, oh, the original Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> oh, exactly. I, I thought that was a trick question for a second. I, I oh no 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 no. It's past my bedtime, all... guys. So, <laughs> but um, and um. God willing, when I make a slasher, I will hopefully have the funds to put in Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said the same thing. I said, if I ever make a, like, slasher or something, it's definitely going to, for one, have, you know, a homage to Halloween in some way. And two, Don't Fear the Reaper is definitely going to be in it, 100%. And uh, I don't want to say too much about it, but one of my ideas for a movie is a slasher involving uh a marching band that's all i'll say about it um, is it going to be a prequel to halloween ends where we follow the marching band kids in this one <laughs> no because i'm going to have actual like an accurate portrayal of marching band kids i'm not gonna put in that uh inaccurate shit <laughs> I'm in the fucking marching band. Oh my god, I wanted to barf in the theater. Yeah, that was yeah. the only good. I... The only good thing about that is me and my buddy. We now have a new inside joke. <laughs> yeah, you got an inside joke out of it. Yeah, because now we're just gonna go up to each other. But hey, 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 go buy me some beer. I'm in the fucking marching band. <laughs> so now, if this movie good. came out. While I was actually in like the marching band, I would be insufferable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be saying that all the time. But um <laughs> but I do want to end um our impromptu Halloween ends review <laughs> on uh a positive note. And I really, really like the cold open. Okay. I liked that subversion of the classic Laurie Strode baby babysitter scene. Yeah. And the rush I got when that kid um meets his maker. Uh yeah. Like I I don't know if it's bad to say, but so I turned to my friend like in the hide and seek portion and i'm like oh my god he's gonna stab this kid isn't he well i wasn't exactly wrong in the best way (laughs) because that was done perfectly i was like oh shit (laughs) when that happened i thought the same thing i thought he was gonna like stab him or just like just have his breaking point right there and just go ham on the kid but I wasn't expecting that he's like breaking open the door and then the kid just flips over and the way it just happens. I was like, right. oh, damn, oh my gosh, poor kid. But at the same time, not poor kid because you're an asshole. But at the same time, you're just a kid. You don't know any better. Right. So, <laughs> but I'm just like, holy shit, that was brutal. This film is going to be, this is going to be like more insane than Halloween Kills. And then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 
far from it, man. But I already knew it was going to be like like Halloween Kills because Jamie Lee Curtis promoting this film, and even David Gordon Green said it's going to be a much contained version. Um, well, not version, but contained film. It's going to be a lot. Um, it's not going to be nothing like 2018 and Kills. And they also said, well, Jamie Lee Curtis also said that a lot of people is going to be pissed off after watching this movie. And I'm just like, well, she's a good hype man for these movies. And, you know, she said that Kills in 2018 was like the best thing. and so fucking scary. But that's coming from a person that don't watch scary movies. Like, yeah, she's in right. Halloween because that's what this is what made her career. But she said out her mouth that she don't watch horror films. So, of course, to her, it may be super scary. But for us, we were just like, eh. So when they said this, I, I believed them. Cause I'm just like, okay, sure, it's gonna be contained. It's gonna be like not like Halloween Kills, but I still expected some. Uh, I still expected Michael Myers to be a, a force in this movie. He right. just wasn't, you know. And I think that was the disappointment thing. Cause building up in Halloween Kills, we just we got the opposite from what we were told in Halloween Kills. Which, yeah. But yeah, that co opening was great. I liked it a lot. I even liked when it first came on with the DJ, um, you know, coming on, yeah. and, you know, talking, and then you get the atmosphere, kids trick or treating and stuff. Like, I loved it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm already feeling it. And after that opening, I'm just like, uh. and I, you know what? Actually, no, that's a lot. Cause I even got hyped with Lori um, talking about what happened in 78, going into 2018 and kills. And we had those little flashbacks. Um, and then as we kept progressing throughout the film and focusing more on Corey, and then we got Michael, and then Michael was getting his ass whipped. I said, all right, what the hell is this? Right. What the hell is because this? Like, <laughs> because, like, in that cold open, that um, they're talking like, hey, ever since last year, don't don't talk about Michael Myers. And the kid's like, Michael Myers going to get you. And then, like, and then Lori's monologue about kind of, like, talking about the effect of Michael Myers. I was like, okay. Michael's presence is going to be throughout the whole film. And then it, it for me, it really wasn't. Again, like, his presence was Corey. That, if that's, that's Michael's presence throughout the whole film, Corey. And, for me, <laughs> it, and that don't count for me. It would have counted if there were more people. Yeah. If it was like a, like I said, a mini Michael militia. Mm. Um, or if Corey was like feeding people to Michael and then That's Michael was and then Michael was the true antagonist in the because yeah. you could have done something different and gave Corey a redemption yeah or like I don't know there's so many different ways they I think the fact they had four writers you can tell after watching it shows it, it shows um and no disrespect to any of those writers because, you know, they made a Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what most of us can only dream of. And they got to do the dream, whether or not it worked for us. Like, congratulations. Yeah. You made a Halloween movie. Yeah, give them their so, credit. Hell yeah. Like, these people, like, whether, I, whether or not I like the film is irrelevant, they will always get to say, I made a Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. that's fucking badass a halloween movie that's starring jamie lee curtis you know that's connected to the og you know it's not a halloween resurrection movie it's not a rob zombies it's not to a be shitty fair, sequel to be fair jamie lee curtis was in resurrection <laughs> yeah but you can tell you see how that went you see how yeah. that went she was just like look y'all bringing me back 
I thought I killed him. So if he's not going to die, I need to go. And look, she was in the first, what, five minutes of the movie then. Trick but yeah, true. Motherfucker. Oh, God. Yeah, we got that iconic <laughs> line. <laughs> oh, my God. If Halloween ends at Buster Rhymes and Stonehenge. <laughs> Your face. Even more chaotic. Even more chaotic. <laughs> this movie would be so chaotic. It would... But you know, we or and I the curse go... of thorn. So let's add Stonehenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> curse of thorn and Buster Rhymes. A true celebration. A true celebration. A chaotic neutral celebration. Let's but, go. Um, I I could go all day on what they should have done, but like, I could I could say a thousand different ways of what they should have done. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to do it, and that's the way they did. You know, like yeah they did what they did and uh they did what they felt was the best choice and do i agree with it not really but i can support it like it ain't gonna ruin my day (laughs) and and honestly i don't feel like it's the worst halloween movie Uh, a a lot of ones in this franchise yeah they're fun to watch um i will say uh, the older halloween films are more fun but this movie isn't bad compared to some of the some of the ones I would rewatch. Um, I think this is actually a better movie than Halloween, uh, like five and even Curse of Michael Myers, honestly. Uh, but would I go back and out my way and rewatch this one over and over again? No, I'll rewind. I mean, I'll fast forward to the battle at the end just to see Lori and Michael go at it because I truly enjoyed Lori Strode becoming the baddest that she always was meant to be. Uh, again, the scene that gets me every time is when she fakes her suicide and she shoots Corey off the balcony. Um, and well, not off the balcony, but down the stairs. And she walks, and the way she just grips his head up until, like, I told you, I tried to have compassion. And I was like, Yes, final girl, show people that you are a fucking badass. And then fast forward to the actual fight scene with Michael and her pinning him down and kind of just looking at the blade like. I'm about to get you this time. It, I was happy with that. That made me feel. That made me feel good. Like I was literally in the theater like this because I was happy for her, and we finally got a battle. Which I, I wish it, I, I wish it was a little bit longer. Especially I wish it was just, a lot a bit longer. It felt like yeah. two minutes to me. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't need the movie to be like a Godzilla versus Kong. No, of epic like proportions. I just. I would have liked more of a chess match, if that makes sense. Yeah. It didn't need to be an all-out brawl. Like, the brawl itself was probably a fine length, mm-hmm. but it just felt short because Michael didn't do it. Like, Michael didn't do shit in the movie. Michael didn't have a presence. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Somebody told me, um, I think it was Michael, that he said that he wished that it was more of like a cut scene between... Uh, Allison and Corey and Lori and Michael where the the four are battling but it's like a back and forth situation where you see them two fighting each other and then you got Michael and Lori and it's like a back and forth thing I think that would have been great kind of like a generational yeah yeah kind of like in in Star Wars uh, episode three when like Obi-Wan and Anakin are battling Mm -hmm. and then Yoda and um, the Emperor have their battle it could have been like that and you know Star Wars Episode Three was an excellent celebration of Star Wars to that point, while also 
be in a very unique Star Wars film. Mm -hmm. You can end your trilogy (laughs) while taking swings and being um, a celebration. Episode three is that. Um, But our. uh, But yeah, um, no, I agree. If that would have played out on screen, I would have enjoyed it a lot um, because you see Allison and Michael. I'm not Allison, not Michael, I'm sorry. Allison and Corey falling in love with each other in a sense. And to see them now fighting and battling it out, you know, and then you got uh, Michael and Lori, it would have been interesting. Like maybe it'll all start because of, you know, Corey is, you know, trying to kill uh, Lori and Allison walks in on it and then they start fighting or whatever. Michael somehow gets his mask back and he puts it on him and Lori's going at it. And it's just this big brawl between all four of them. I think it would have just been great. So the last, the actual last thing I want to say is when Michael shows up um, because the script told him to at the end there. Um, to, and he gets his mask back. I thought we, they were gonna give us like I thought Corey was gonna get the goriest death, and then it was just a simple neck snap. Yeah, and I was like, it was more brutal when he did it to Cameron. And I guess you, that's you were in my head. I was just thinking it. I was like, <laughs> he was more brutal. And, I, and Cameron didn't do anything to him. Where Corey whipped his ass for, in the sewer. <laughs> like, and I feel like he did. There was another neck snap in the movie, but I could be um, getting my movies wrong. I could be kind of conflating different Halloween movies. But I thought like this Michael has done more neck snaps than most Michaels. But anyways what I thought he was going to do and what they should have done was go fucking predator on Corey's ass. And just, I thought Michael was going to pull off Corey's head with the spine coming with it. Mm, you know how and that, dope that would be. That would be right. Insane. And this movie, this movie did not fuck around with the gore. Like this movie oh, brought huh. it. Yeah. So I thought, I thought they were reserving the most violent death for, Corey, yeah. and then it was like I snapped your neck. Ha yeah. ha. I'm like, oh, I guess that's a microcosm of this film. Now, uh, now, lot, now I'm uh, imagining it. Like now I'm just thinking, like Michael picking him up, picking up his head, and then just like breaking it and turning it, and then like pulling it out. Ooh. Well, so good. I, 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 I'm imagining him like just slowly pulling it off and like the skin mm. kind of tearing. And it's like, um, because they're watching John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, in the very beginning of the movie, Ooh, and they show that the, part. Yeah. So I thought that would have been like foreshadowing. Yes. Ooh, Austin, that's great. That's dope. So, damn. See, they need to listen to us fans, man. They need to. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm available to do the next Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I'm available. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, overall, I really like what David Gordon Green and Danny McBride did with the trilogy. I did think the third part was a letdown, but I love 2018 and I love Kills. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. You not know, bad. not bad at all. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> nah. 
to some people all three is horrible some people think the first one is great and some people like you and i think the first two are great some people so, like all three some people yeah. only like three mm-hmm and it sucks to be dumb, but sure. But you <laughs> know, <laughs> it, it's, it's all valid. It's all valid. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is getting past our bedtimes. So before we say nighty night, we got to talk and say, would you die if you came across the boogeyman, our boy, Mikey My My? I thought he was about to say Corey Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but know why I, I reacted like that. I like Corey. I like that. Yeah, character. but for this, no, not right now. Um, right. <laughs> you'll get your Mama, time. Yeah, he'll eventually. Um, I will say no, because I would get my ass up out of head and feel straight away. But you never know the circumstances you may end up in and in a case of 2018 and even halloween kills you had people simply minding their business and michael myers just found their way in their house yep so you don't know you know i mean i i like to lock my doors i don't know if these people locked their doors clearly they didn't because he just walked up in there but um It'll be that one time I probably taking my dogs out and one of them go running down the street and I got to chase after them when my door is open still and Mikey my mind might just walk up in there. So <laughs> you 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 never know. Um, right. So I'm going to say no, but question mark as well. So no. <laughs> I, I, I've said it two times already and for the third time, third week in a row, I will say no, I will not survive an encounter with the shape i <laughs> no it just no like whatever iteration the original no halloween 2 no um the seek the sequel trilogy no the like just not i mean especially not james jude courtney or tyler main michael oh hell no like i, I would just pray to be like a neck snap <laughs> like yeah. cameron or no not cameron because he he gets brutalized but like d wallace or uh oh yeah Corey cunningham but with my luck i'd i'd be like because here's the thing i'm such a fan of michael myers i love him and i'm gonna get the danny trejo death which i do not deserve I was good to you mikey i was good to you good mikey to you. i was I I all your merch, mikey Cause that okay, so I referenced that in my letterbox review of Halloween Kills. I was, I was just like, as a fan, I was good to you, Mikey. I've seen all your films. Right. I buy your merch. I was good to you, Mikey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a good uh, that's question. So you would, end, so. so you probably would have that death. My death would probably be. I'm hope again. I would prefer a next net to take me yeah. out quick. Yeah. Um, but I probably would go down knowing me and how I react to things. <laughs> um, I don't know. I probably would be a 
I would say like Annie, but Annie technically didn't die in the first Halloween, but I would like try to fight back and run out and then chances I'll get my ass pulled right back in. Um, but I don't know what he did to her in that because it looked like she was cut up. So he probably just sliced her up and kept her alive. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be like a Bob or the girl in this one. We hear one over here. I will just get pulled up to the to the 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 wall and just stab straight through the wall and I just go out that way. Just take me and out. And then and then you Hang get me the classic I'm a decoration. Yes. <laughs> I get the famous head tilt, and I think yep. my death would be um pretty dope. It would be like everybody else's, but guess what? It's iconic. I love it. Yes. Uh, Hang me up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh because here's and you know what? We were both good to Mikey. We're mm-hmm. both good Halloween fans. Um <laughs> Oh, it's good to you, Mikey. Oh, that that part breaks my heart. One, I love Danny Trejo. Yeah, he's but great. like, but like, yeah, that uh that part break that yeah, I I skipped that part. <laughs> Even though so, I referenced it a lot. Yeah, it's you referenced it's probably it. Probably where I got it. Mikey Mai Mai from. Probably. Because he says Mikey a lot. The, yeah. I just added the my us Mexicans. <laughs> so on that note where can the people find you <laughs> um the people can find me at uh bobby likes to spook you on youtube uh also the people under the scares podcast with my co-host michael anthony and also if you just want to chat it up with me on twitter or instagram is bobby torres torres with a z not an s and I am Torres with an S. So <laughs> don't get us confused. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't. We're related. We're cousins. So it's, it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so from one Torres to another, thank you so much for talking everything, Mikey, my mind with me for celebrating Halloween. And I hope you have a great rest of your October. Yes. Thank you, Austin. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you once again to Bobby for joining me yet again and talking Mikey Mai Mai. On this week's portion of I Know What You Watched last week, it's not a lot because I did have a pretty, pretty busy week, but I did see some things. I rewatched Malignant with a group of friends and that was a lot of fun. Malignant's a really fun movie. I think it's great. If you haven't seen it, drop what you're doing and watch it. I don't want to spoil Malignant. It is truly something else. Obviously, I saw Halloween Ends. Bobby and I talked about that enough. I don't need to say anything more. And the other film I saw this week was Smile. I thought Smile was really, really fun. It's tight and effective. And although for me, it's kind of like a discount The Ring, um, it still works. Great lead performance by Sophia Bacon or Sophie Bacon. Kyle Gallner's in it. He's great. The guy who plays A-Train from The Boys is really good in this. And it's from a first-time director, which is awesome. I also think Smile has some franchise potential. So I would not be surprised if this is like one of the big franchises of the 2020s. I mean, if they want to print money, that's what they'll do. If you're enjoying the Would You Die podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. 
If you want to help support the podcast financially, I do have a Buy Me A Coffee page. I'll put the link in the episode description, but it is buymeacoffee.com slash show. If you choose, you can donate a dollar, say something nice, and basically make my day. And if not, no worries, but any little bit will help this podcast in a big way. As always, you can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. This month has been insane, so I'm not quite sure what's coming next week, but believe you me, your boy is going to figure it out. Something Michael's coming next week. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.